Welcome to Endo Battery Fast Charged, a series dedicated to keeping you informed and empowered in the realm of endometriosis. Teaming up with board-certified patient advocates, we bring you the latest articles, research, and insights to equip you with accurate information and a deeper understanding. Whether you're expanding your knowledge, staying updated, or seeking clarity, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Alana, and this is Endo Battery Fast Charged, charging and empowering your life with knowledge. Welcome back to Indo Battery Fast Charged, where we're all about keeping you charged up and ready to tackle the week ahead at lightning speed. Before we dive into the highlights we have in store for you today, make sure you take a moment to check out all the links in the podcast description. Whether it's an insightful article or valuable resource related to our topics, these links will provide you with all the information you need to stay informed and empowered. So without further ado, let's get started. The first study I want to highlight is endometriosis, a review of recent evidence and guidelines. The reason this article is important is because this paper provides a summary of the three most recent evidence-based guidelines on endometriosis by the following entities, European Society of Human Reproduction and Embryology, Royal Australian College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, National Institute for Health and Care Excellence in the United Kingdom. And the reason this is important is along with the uptake in awareness about endometriosis, Governing medical groups worldwide are updating their clinical guidelines. Clinical guidelines cover various medical specialties and conditions, from preventative care and chronic disease management to acute care and surgical procedures. Professional medical associations, government health agencies, or international health organizations typically publish them. Healthcare providers refer to these guidelines to ensure their clinical practices align in the latest evidence-based recommendations aiming to improve patient outcomes and safety. The general problem with these is that clinical guidelines are meant to improve patient care and outcomes. However, not all specialties have enough of the highest quality evidence-based research to be considered an end-all be-all. Endometriosis is known for lacking in quality research, thus making the guidelines suspect. When substantial evidence isn't available, guidelines will allow expert opinion. These options are highly problematic since they are simply opinions that are often from medical professionals with a long list of conflicts of interest. Additionally, these individuals have pertinent conflicts of interest and data chosen in the guidelines are often from problematic publications. With that in mind, I want to bring attention to this next publication. Social Media, Endometriosis, and Evidence-Based Information, an Analysis of Instagram Content. This has stirred a lot of discussion and concern. This study is laced with conflicts of interest, as well as a lack of true scientific evidence. It's based off of many biases not researched from a neutral point of view. This analysis uses patients' concerns and viewpoints to villainize them, taking patients' thoughts, feelings, and concerns and using them against them to continue to push a personal agenda is concerning at best. When researching or reading studies or papers, checking the biases and conflicts of interest are imperative. As Endometriosis Awareness Month approaches, we see more and more articles being published or regurgitated that hinder the care and education for those with endometriosis, which leads us to our next periodical, Delay in Diagnosis and Treatment of Adolescents and Young Women with Suspected Endometriosis. This study is aimed to understand the delay in diagnosis and treating of endometriosis in adolescents and young women. 
Researchers looked at medical records of cis young women from 12 to 22 years old evaluated for endometriosis at medical centers between 2017 and 2022. Of out of 400 evaluated, 68 were adolescents or young women. They experienced on average a delay of four years from symptom onset to evaluation. Common symptoms include painful periods and gastrointestinal issues. Adolescents and young women with suspected endometriosis face a delay in diagnosis and treatment similar to adults. There are some additional valuable resources that you can look at that touch on this very topic, which is one that we continue to talk about because as we know, early intervention and treatment is important. These three publications have great content to them. The first paper is a pilot feasibility multi-center study for patients after excision of endometriosis. The second resource is Endometriosis in Adolescence, a Systematic Review. And lastly, it's worth reading Complete Laparoscopic Excision of Endometriosis in Teenagers. Is post-operative hormonal suppression necessary? All the links to these studies are in the description. These articles will equip you with understanding and knowledge for early diagnosis and proper treatment of adolescents. Another research study worth mentioning is Fear, Progression, Depression, and Sleep Difficulties in People Experiencing Endometriosis Pain, a Cross-Sectional Study. This study out of Australia highlights the mental health challenges those with endometriosis face. Beyond just interpersonal experiences with others, including providers, it also emphasizes that this is not just a bad period, but is much more sinister to the whole body and quality of life. This research looked at a cross-sectional online survey with 206 individuals with endometriosis. Data was collected on demographics, endometriosis characteristics, pain intensity, fear progression, depression, fatigue, and insomnia. They analyzed the association between variables using correlations and pain analysis. The publication highlights the importance of addressing psychological factors like fear of progression and depression in managing fatigue and insomnia in individuals with endometriosis-related pain. It also highlights the need for future research that should explore interventions targeting these factors to improve outcomes in our population. A contrasting article to the previous one is Endometriosis and Mental Health, a population-based cohort study. Although this paper has valid points as it highlights the mental health challenges those with endometriosis face, it also perpetuates the narrative that endometriosis is a GYN disorder. Categorizing this as a GYN disorder only further antagonizes healthcare providers to treat it as such, as opposed to being a whole body disease. When reading studies, making sure that endometriosis is defined and categorized correctly is important to maintain credibility. Along with mental health, a prominent discussion of nutrition is often on the radar. Although we know food cannot cure endometriosis, the publication titled, How Can Selected Dietary Ingredients Influence the Development and Progression of Endometriosis? looks at the effects diet can have on symptoms with more of a scientific viewpoint. These insights are crucial due to the rising number of nutritional influencers making substantial claims about products that supposedly cure or alleviate symptoms of endometriosis, often at exorbitant costs. Many of these products lack scientific evidence to support their efficacy. It's important to scrutinize such claims and not fall prey to marketing tactics without credible research to back them. 
Emphasizing the importance of evidence-based approaches to managing endometriosis fosters a culture of informed decision-making and responsible healthcare practices. It's critical for individuals dealing with endometriosis to consult healthcare professionals who can provide personalized advice and treatment plans tailored for those specific needs and circumstances. Endometriosis is a complex condition with multifaceted factors influencing its manifestation and progression. Acknowledging these complexities help dispel simplistic dietary solutions that promise quick fixes. The last article, but certainly not the least, that I want to highlight is The Relationship of Migraines and Other Forms of Chronic Pain. Although this isn't endometriosis specific, it's important to highlight because it does mention that migraines can be a contributing symptom to endometriosis. But due to the fact that many of us have other chronic illnesses that may be associated with endo, it's worth understanding this study as migraines affect over a billion people globally and is the leading cause of disability. Migraines often coexist with other chronic conditions, worsening our overall health. The associated chronic illnesses they mention migraines are linked to are irritable bowel syndrome, endometriosis, temporal mandibular dysfunction, fibromyalgia, and lower back pain. The exact reason for these associations are not fully understood, but there's likely a two-way relationship between migraines and these conditions. This article emphasizes that migraines frequently coexist with other chronic pain conditions, increasing the overall health burden. Identifying and treating comorbid conditions is essential for better management of both migraines and associated chronic pain. More research is needed to fully understand the prevalence and connections between migraines and other pain disorders. We're just getting started with all this information that's out there about endometriosis. Thank you for joining in today's episode. We hope that you found the information that was shared enlightening and informative. You can find the links to all these articles in the description. As we wrap up, I want to remind you that the conversation doesn't end here. Endometriosis and other chronic illnesses affect millions worldwide, and staying informed is key to advocacy and support. The publications and studies we discussed are just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more happening within this community, from groundbreaking research to empowering conversations. So stay engaged, stay informed, and most importantly, keep advocating. Whether you're advocating for yourself or for loved ones, knowledge is power. Until next time, continue advocating for you and for those that you love.